This podcast is sponsored by FedBiz Access, government contracting made simple. For more information, visit FedBizAccess.com. That's F-E-D-B-I-Z Access.com. Our phone number is 877-376-4249. The extension code is 407. I'm Miles Minich, and I do marketing for small businesses. You are listening to FedBiz 5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results. Welcome back, FedBiz5 family. Thank you for being on here, and we are glad to have you. If you're a newcomer, welcome. Uh, as we always say, this is a podcast where you get informed, get connected, and get results. So this week, we're going to be talking about capability statements. And across from me, I have a, a wonderful guest. His name is Ryan Share. How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing great, Miles. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you for being here. Uh, before we begin, can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I work in marketing and design here at FedBiz Access. Primarily, my, my job consists of creating our capability statements and our websites. Uh, beautiful. Amazing. Uh, so uh, when we begin uh, with a new uh, subject or something new, especially in government contracting, we always begin with this question. So Ryan, what is a capability statement? Uh, simply put, it's your government resume. It's a, a concise, aesthetically pleasing one-page document that speaks to your business's competencies. Um, its purpose is to provide specific information that will convince con- potential customers, the federal government, to do business with your business. Uh, when written well, which is important, and including the correct information, a capability statement will differentiate your business from others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly said. Um, next question for you. What should a successful and effective capability statement consist of? Well, there are six key areas included in a successful and effective capability statement. Uh, first is your capability statement. It's your company's about us narrative. Uh, short and direct should be short and direct. It should be relatively brief yet concise. Uh, general overview of your company without delving too much into your products and services, because those are covered in the next section, um, which is core competencies. Uh, This is where you want to list your key products and services. Uh, Core competencies uh, don't need to include everything about your business and and what you're able to do. In fact, they should probably talk to the government agency that you're trying to do business with. Um, We use bullet points and short statements of your expertise as it relates to your target audience, uh, being those government agencies. We also like to use uh, really high quality images, you know, to showcase your products and services if we can. So we'll uh, we'll spruce it up, you know, obviously keeping that nice aesthetic uh, with images that relate to your products and services. Yeah, it goes with that definition, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you also have next is differentiators. Okay, and this is pretty self-explanatory. Why should the government choose you uh, to do business with you over your competition? Uh, you want to list unique factors and benefits of your products and services that set you apart from your competition. Um, how is your business best suited uh, for the needs of the target uh, target government agency? Uh, a clear statement that relates to specific needs of the agency uh, can help the the customer, you know, the the reviewer, the government official or prime contractor, understand why they should choose you over anybody else. The next would be past performance. Uh, past performance is, is where you want to list uh, your previous customers, either uh, commercial entities or government agencies that you've done similar projects for prior. Uh, we usually like to list 
uh, the date, the location, uh, value when applicable. Uh, so they know that you're capable of doing the, the job they're looking for you to do. So after past performance, you've got company snapshot. Here we list your DUNS number, your cage code, uh, any set-aside eligibility that your business holds. That would be your socioeconomic statuses, uh, certifications such as uh, small business, small disadvantaged businesses, woman-owned small business, veteran-owned small business, 8A certification, hub zone, um, and more, right? And of course, in the same section, you're going to want to have contact information. They're going to want to get a hold of somebody. Ideally, you'll have one point of contact in that section because you want to keep the blinders on. You know, they want to know who they're doing business with. Uh, one point of contact, you want to include your phone number, your mailing address, your email address, your website, very important. Showing that you have some commercial visibility is important to the reviewers. Uh, we also like to include on our statements a QR code that can be scanned to take them right to your website to view more information. Um, you know, the email address, I should say, should be a professional email address. You do not want to use uh, Yahoo, uh, Hotmail, even Gmail. Oftentimes, government agencies block those emails. Uh, they don't get to the to the person that you're trying to um you know, you're trying to engage uh, with your capable capability statement. So we, we suggest having a website or domain, you know, related email address instead. I didn't know um, that. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, and the last and final section, which you guys already touched on the last couple of podcasts, I believe your NAICS and PSC codes, you'll have a section to outline all those. Um, it further assists the reviewer in understanding your company's capabilities. Uh, it's also important not to go overboard on codes. And, and we see this sometimes where, you know, they're including too many codes with too much varying degrees of, of uh, capabilities. <laughs> and, and that only can confuse the reviewer. So yeah. you really want to pinpoint the codes that make the most sense for your target agency. Definitely. Uh, for what you're trying to offer them. Um, less is more when it comes to codes. Okay. Uh, another question. How would you distribute a capability statement? You actually want to distribute in a PDF, not in Word, not PowerPoint, or any other format. Many federal agencies, and this goes back to the, the email address, uh, many federal agencies block Word and publisher documents. A PDF file is safer. It's, it's actually usually smaller and will stay visually consistent when emailed. Okay. Hmm. So uh, amazing information. So the final question for today, and this one's for you, Ryan. What would you say is the difference between you and your team and other designers that create capability statements? It's a good question, Miles. Uh, we set the industry standard when it comes to capability statement design. We, we pretty much changed everything a few years ago. Uh, most of the time when you'd see a capability statement, it was text-based, uh, almost like a spreadsheet. Um, you know, we changed things up after having long discussions with government officials uh, that basically told us what they wanted to see and what they what they needed to see uh, to help them make an educated purchase decision. Um, so we helped the industry move away from bland text-only documents to visually appealing uh, graphic design-based documents with high-resolution images. Amazing, amazing uh, podcast. And uh, one thing that uh – you should know you only have one chance to make a good first impression. So you want your capability statement to look nice. Like you're going into an interview, you want your resume to look nice. So this is your interview for uh, contractors. And um, 
if you want to see some of uh, Mr. Ryan Share's work, you can go to www.fedbizaccess.com. That's F-E-D-B-I-Z access.com. You can see some of the work he's done uh, for different businesses that have won uh, and been awarded contracts. And you can get yours revamped or you can get yours created today if you go to that site. We thank you. Thank you today, Ryan, for uh, being here. It was a pleasure having you uh, today. Had a great time. Thanks for having me, Miles. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that is today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, Go share this. We are on all uh, social media sites, um, uh, YouTube, Spotify, anything you can stream a podcast on. Uh, Make sure you go share this. And uh, we hope to see you next week in our uh, next upcoming subject. Thank you.